Kim, and I am married to an addict alcoholic. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> See, Riley didn't do it last time. Um, my name is Chris, and I am an addict alcoholic. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> do they wave in meetings? No. Oh, that'd be nice. I had to, so. <laughs> Everyone's too sad at those meetings to no. be waving. Oh, true. Anyways, hi, my name is Anna, and I'm a drug addict. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi. <laughs> um, Let's not get into it right away. We can talk about the last few days, because we did things usually we do, and, and we would consume alcohol, and how that went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah. Well, first, Friday, we had uh, our friends over, and we did a game night, and usually we would get pretty intoxicated, mm-hmm. and none of us drank. And it was as, just as fun as when we would drink it. If not, yeah. yeah. It was nice, like, not waking up the next day and feeling like shit. I feel like that's always a nice, like, solidifier for, like, making a good choice in your life. Yeah. You know, when things are still normal. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And everyone was, I mean, I don't know if they drank beforehand. I really didn't care or anything, but it wasn't, people didn't make it a big deal or make it yeah. awkward or anything. And then... Yeah, Father's Day, we usually would, Mother's Day and Father's Day and birthdays, we'd be like, you get to day drink all day and I'll drive you and you get to go do whatever mm-hmm. you want. So this year was a little different because, yeah, I usually have beer or whatever and let Chris drink all day and drive him around. And so we just kind of hung out and then we had actually a wedding last night. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So yeah. that was another thing where we, that was the first time we were in an environment where there was alcohol being consumed. So I was interested, yeah. like I even kind of checked in with Chris to see how he was doing and he said he was doing fine. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather not ad- address it. Yeah. Like if I'm feeling weird, then I'd, I I feel like I'm comfortable enough to be like, ah, let's, let's boogie. I'm not digging it or. But I feel right. like people weren't getting schnockered or out of control. and No, that was the other thing. Like, and it's not that they weren't drinking a lot. Like they were drinking a lot. Yeah. They just kept it under control really well. Yeah. And they didn't make it awkward. That's another thing I was worried about too, is that other people, because they're yeah. friends, they know that you went to treatment and everything. And I was interested to see how they were going to react to you. Like if they're going to drink a beer by you or mm-hmm. not sit by you and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that went really well, too. Yeah, they were good. Uh, well, and I mean, it helped that Riley was there, too, which is another funny thing. Yeah. Oh, that's that's nice. He then, was the photographer. You have, yeah, you have like a sober buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, it was. yeah, it was nice. Well, I'm a sober buddy, too, but I didn't. I right. Obviously, it's way different. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, that because that's like when you show up at a party and you, the only person you know is the person who, you came who, with, the, yeah. like the hosts or the person you came yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. So like to have Riley. Yeah. But everybody, everybody was super sweet and that was a beautiful wedding. And yeah, it, I, th- I thought it went really, really well. Yeah. Kids awesome. had fun. So I was a little nervous about the first party or wedding we attended where there was alcohol being consumed just to see how people react and how you would do and. It went really well. Yeah, everybody was very, very good. And yeah. uh, awesome. April's mom offered us non-alcoholic versions of those slushies that they were making, yeah. which was very sweet. I got really oh, nervous nice. at first. She's like, "Do you guys want a slushie?" And I'm like, "Does she know? Like, she's got to know." In my head, oh, I'm like, yeah. she's got to yeah. know. She's got to know. And then I kind of was like, "Oh, Layla wants one. Oh, okay, yeah, she can have this one." So I'm like, "Okay, they're for sure non-alcoholic." Then. Yeah. Because then I saw the other. Oh, that was your tester. You hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she's not getting my daughter an alcohol. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, so that was good. Two big events. Well, not big. I mean, events that I, I was nervous mm-hmm. about that turned out to go really well. Kind of like milestones in the yes. sobriety. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, there. That's all I wanted to no, discuss. That was, and that was a good point. I, I kind of forgotten about that. I'm just so goddamn excited that you're here. I know. I am so excited. So excited. February 11th every year. Mm-hmm. Whether I remember it on the day or... I, the day passes Man, and I'm I go so shit. Yeah, I'm so bad. I'm so bad with birthdays. <laughs> but you're you're the Facebook, Facebook used to like yeah third, yeah third. Okay, I was right the first you're time. You're the only friend that I know when their birthday is. I can't think of without anybody Facebook? else without Facebook. Yeah, Facebook yeah. used to like show used... you people's birthdays. Now yeah. you have to wait till other people comment. Then you're like, oh shoot, that's well, mine is like synced to my calendar sometimes. So like some people's birthdays show up in my calendar. Oh, I'm nice. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't care about this yeah, person. Yeah, delete. <laughs> yeah, swipe. Um, but okay, so so now are you ready? This is this is going to come out weird, but like, so last week I had two days that were pretty shitty at work, and that that was one thing that would be like an excuse for me to drink is if I was having right. a shitty day. Right. And I, it it happened way faster than it's going to sound, but I did. I was like can I get angry enough to start saying, fuck it, let's go have a drink and like tried to do this. Like, Oh, you're trying to like amp yourself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even justify force, it. I couldn't force myself to actually feel that yeah. way. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. So I was, I was excited about proud that. Of you. Oh, yeah. thanks. Hey, proud of you. Proud of you. Okay. So proud of you, Kim. for people who have <laughs> listened to our other podcasts, Anytime that I've talked about uh, moving to Minnesota and not having any friends uh, for the first like year and a half, mm-hmm. except for these two individuals, which were the you you and Sarah were the two perfect right. people to like. Wasn't that you like got my humor? You, Mr. Johnson's class. Yeah, I, I think it was our English class. Yeah, or, yeah. You was. <laughs> I always think back to you wearing that damn puffy vest and then you'd oh. like turtle into it and like jump around from desk to desk. Yeah, like, yeah. So I used to like throw shirts or things that were like baggy over my knees and I would jump around like a little person. Yeah, it was okay. It was pretty great. <laughs> I found humor in it. <laughs> I mean, beyond most people that I grew up with, you saw the most of my ups and downs and like mm-hmm. kind of the, the, and it's weird to think now, like how long that kind of pattern of like, like these really high highs and these really mm-hmm. low lows and, and, uh, well, you know, and so like I was listening to some of the other podcasts and like you said you were drinking and doing other stuff at that time, right? Like, yeah, I had no fucking idea. I'm, oh. I was a pretty oblivious person, though. So like, oh sure, sure, sure. I didn't really put two and two together. I was just always like, oh, that's Chris, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like so. It's 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 really interesting to look like retrospectively back. You know, you're you're talking about these events, and I'm like, I remember that. I didn't know he was <laughs> under the influence of anything at that time. So you know, it's kind of interesting to see that other perspective of it like the behind the scenes yeah if you want that's to say. interesting yeah i don't know i was i, I, was I never oblivious. thought about that <laughs> yeah because we we all were pretty like anti 
substance really like for a while at least yeah like I mean, the we had our, our youth group phase yep i do remember that <laughs> and so like right. going through the yeah the the jesus loving phase and oh so real quick so for uh, i was very vague about all that stuff so i've known anna for 20 years mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah, yeah is pretty you're my brother yeah you're my i, I was uh telling someone how i was gonna come here and i was like yeah my brother he's uh, i was like well he's not really my brother but like he's my brother <laughs> you yeah. know trying to explain it to people and i'm like i'm like he moved here and i was just like hey you you seem cool like let's be <laughs> friends <laughs> oh man yeah the the whole brother sister thing i can't remember exactly when it happened but like i remember not wanting to let go of it like right for a very long time for a very, for a very long time man probably because you got along with her like a sister better than you probably got along with your brothers well and like well, with amanda she like when i started calling her like sis Easter. <laughs> um she started to like when i would do things that i shouldn't have done mm-hmm. she wouldn't like sugarcoat things like so she would wow, treat me her. like <laughs> but for other things like she she would like if we were around friends and stuff and and mm-hmm. and we were in like a quote unquote normal setting right. but if it was just her and I or just the three of us like she was very like real right. with me and I was like cool so like I had like it's <laughs> like well I guess this is how it would go right if we were all you know one big family you know yeah <clears throat> I got. I got to be clear. Do you remember one time coming over to my house at like fucking midnight, knocking on the door, and you dropped off a like end table, like magazine rack to my mom? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because my brother had made something in wood shop for my parents. Yeah. And I was like, well, you guys already have something. I'm gonna go give it to my <laughs> my other mom. <laughs> and you like busting into my mom's room, and she's like in her moo sleeping, yeah, and she's yeah. like. What's going on? And you're like, you're like, here, mom. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Chris, what are you doing? She's gonna murder you. Please leave. Yeah, I remember you guys were really scared that she yeah. was gonna freak out. Yeah, she loved it though. She, she did. She came she, out and chilled for a little while. I, I think one of uh, one of the sisters had. She like she kept it for yeah forever. Like uh, it's still floating around somewhere. I think it's at one of my sister's houses. Oh I don't really? Know. Yeah, I don't know who has it, but. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I'd see, and like that doesn't always pan out for me. Like I always assume, for my whole life, I've always assumed that people are just gonna know that I'm well intentioned, and so I mm-hmm. can do whatever weird shit I want to. That was definitely a time where it could have gone really bad. It could have. <laughs> you walk were, in the wrong person's house, you're gonna get shot. <laughs> we were all expecting it to go bad, but my mom was just like, "Oh, Chris." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, thank you. Now, please leave. I want yeah, to go to yeah, bed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. God. That, man. And that this is a weird, random thing. But like when I kind of started to realize that we were all growing up and shit was going to get worse <laughs> as we got older. <laughs> oh, but no. We were at a, a high school dance mm-hmm. and um, and you were uh, someone had said that, that you were crying. And I was like, that sounds really, really odd for Anna to be crying. Yeah, I'm not a crier. <laughs> and I went and I found you and I was like, what's going on? And you went, I'm just sad. And I was like, fuck. Oh no, now I'm going to cry thinking about me crying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, 
and yeah so i like i vividly remember like the spot in the cafeteria where you were at the whole man the whole and thing. see i don't even remember crying like i really don't i mean chris has this like crazy memory yeah which i don't understand because i can't remember anything but the things he can remember it's very selective my my brain picks really random shit to Mm -hmm. hold on to yeah i definitely don't remember crying at a dance but i mean i guess maybe i don't know high school was (laughs) not it wasn't bad for me but it also wasn't like fond memories you know amen (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't all cotton candy and rainbows and unicorns yeah there's two people that i talked to from high school and that's all the more that it needs to be yeah and we talked a little bit before we started recording but i actually didn't know that you had any addiction in your past at all i I thought that we were going to talk about how people treated you because like from my perspective it looked like people were taking advantage of you well yeah it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of a two-way street. Let's let's jump back though. So now that I do know that you yeah. you used um, the beginning. Do you remember when you first got drunk? The first time I got drunk, um, I was I was a pretty good kid. Like <laughs> I I was so I didn't want to piss off my mom like ever. So the first time I ever got drunk was actually during senior year. Um, we were all at Megan's house. Her parents we're gone oh maybe we should not it's fine names anyways i can take names out well i didn't say last names so there you go but anyways so her her parents were gone and um they had like 99 apples or bananas or something and it was disgusting (laughs) and then like bacardi raz and i got fucking drunk like i was puking and apparently like playing in a toilet and <laughs> they had like one of those like weird cushion seats on their toilet oh, so yeah. then i was like oh it's so soft and i'm like <laughs> smooshing my head on it and it was oh god so so gross but that was the first time that i ever really got like drunk i think that was really the only time i ever got drunk in high school and that was like senior year so wow I forget. Did you go to college? I never. I never graduated college. Like I. Neither did I. So. Yeah, I. I felt like sh- shit was always happening in my life that kind of distracted me from it. So I kind of petered off. Sure. Like I do really good for the first like year, and then like next year I kind of like uh, I'm losing interest. You know, yeah. trail off. But. Um, so during college, actually my first year of college, I was roommates with um, Blue, <laughs> whatever. Sure, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to code name it. But um, yeah, no. So I was roommates with her, um, and uh, we never really did anything. But she was always going out and partying with people. And then one day, her the boyfriend threw a party at our apartment without like telling her, oh. and. So all of a sudden, you know, they were all smoking weed out in the living room and I came out and they're, I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on out here? And they're like, yeah, we got a bong. You want to hit? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was like, I I had a good time, you know, but uh, in retrospect, I, I could have said no, but sure. Uh, there's certain yeah. things that that seem to make sense mm-hmm. and and that for some reason using 
in your first couple of years of, of college, like really seem to be normalized. It's like right, expected. Right, right. And, and even amongst parents that they're like, okay, now you can go get fucked up without us seeing so we can be in denial right. of. Well, and I think that's, that was kind of the thing too. It's like, I'm not my mom's house. Like what she doesn't know doesn't hurt her. You know, I, I, I always had growing up this, like, like I can't upset my mom kind of mentality so i always tried really hard not to i don't know you guys always seemed like a team um where where did dad i i forget what like where he is or so my parents divorced when i like i was like one when my parents split and my mom never really talked bad about my dad. My sisters always did. They always, they, they, <laughs> they had opinions about father. But, um, so when I was like six or seven, um, my dad, I, I would actually go and visit my dad and he was, he wasn't a bad guy, but he also wasn't a great guy either. Like he he wanted to be the cool like he, the cool parent you know so sure. he would go and rent like chucky for us even though i'm like six and it's like an r-rated movie so it's uh-huh. kind of <laughs> amanda had nightmares about dolls for fucking years i'm still terrified of dolls yeah i'm mean, terrified understandable <laughs> yeah. really understandable yep, yep. Oh, watch chucky when i was young yeah too. Yep, yeah yeah no and that's uh another example we went to he went to go take us to the movie theater because he was married to a woman that had a son and so that was like my like stepbrother or whatever um he took us to go see a movie and he was supposed to take me to see hunchback in notre dame uh the disney movie and i was like so excited and then we get there and he's like oh change of plans we're gonna go see the arnold schwarzenegger movie called eraser which is rated r like I still like it triggers me to this day when I see it because I'm like I don't want to watch it like <laughs> yeah bad memories so um but yeah no he was like nope we're gonna go see Eraser you're not seeing this movie and I cried and then he's like you better stop crying or I'm gonna hit you and I'm like that's so I'm gonna cry even harder because my dad just said he was gonna hit me so I was like oh no but uh yeah, my dad was not, he's not a very good person. And, you know, finally I kind of told my mom, like, I just, I'm not comfortable going over to his house. Like, I just don't, I don't want to be by him. So she, uh, she's just like, well, if you don't want to go see him, you don't have to go see him. Like, I'm not going to force you. So my dad just kind of stopped asking to see us. So yeah, my, my childhood growing up was relatively normal, normal. Um, college was normal. I did smoke a little bit of pot here and there, but not that much. Um, then was my like third boyfriend? Like I didn't really date a whole lot. <laughs> so like, and I think that was kind of my issue is that I was like during high school, I tried to ask people out and I would always get the like, Oh, well, you're a really cool, cool friend. Or like, well, you're yeah. like one of the dudes. Like I can't. I can't date you. And then they'd be like, I wish there was some that was into the things that I'm into. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm right fucking here. <laughs> like what the hell assholes? But no, it's so I think when I, I found someone that I was like really attractive to attracted to, like I wanted to do everything to be like, look, we're, we're getting along. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sorry, like, hold on. Oh, uh, okay. see, there's shenanigans going on. 
Shenanigans. Something is afoot. Okay, so 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 you were talking about the di- dynamic between and and this is something that I regret not like giving more adherence to because mm-hmm. I just assumed that you were so happy that I mean I didn't want to get well, but like hold on, Cause, oh, okay, cause you, I'm gonna hold you it back. do this. <laughs> Where you're like, it's fine. <laughs> well, I'm Minnesotan, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, not, not, because that, it's an impressionable that. age, especially in that, that right. high school. There was a mm-hmm. lot of like clicky, like people oh, would God, yeah. go around into different groups and mm-hmm. stuff. And so dating and, and it always happening to other people. Mm-hmm. I never gave enough. I, f- I feel bad in not paying more attention to what that felt like. Right. Because I was such a man whore that like. <laughs> Amen. I was always making yeah. it. Like, and seriously. Yeah, like, you use a hoe. <laughs> and I would lean on you and Amanda a lot. Like yeah. I, would, I would make it about me all the time and, and, right. and not even focus make on the about, fact that you d- guys Is that where it came about? You making it about you all the time and now you're 30 Seven thirty-eight, and it's still yeah. all about you. Well, I mean, we're in my office, so yep, his <laughs> office. <laughs> anyway, but, but yeah, it smells so of I rich mean, mahogany. <laughs> I have many leather-bound books. <laughs> <laughs> but so I want I want this to be not just like a self-serving thing. I want it to be like I want to know what that actually felt like. To not really date during high school. So from my perspective, because I, like you said, I'm just just fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, I I was okay with it. It's not like I was, like I had animosity towards anyone because of it. It was, it was more so annoying because it's like, you know, people like friend zoning, you know? Yeah. Getting sat there and told like. Oh, you know, you're just a really good friend. So, like, I couldn't even, I don't see you that way. For me, it was just like a, oh, I brush your shoulder off. It's fine. Like, I'll deal with it. You know, it's <laughs> story of my life, kind of. It was how it felt in high school. Okay. But, um, I mean, going into adulthood when someone was like, wow, you're really pretty. And I'm like, <laughs> me? <laughs> like, who, who, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, I just, uh, I personally kind of stopped trying after high school and then I was just like, whatever. Like, I want to be happy with me, but, and, but then when I started dating people, it was kind of like, I like clung to it Mm -hmm. and like, I tried really hard. You'd do whatever kind of things they like to do just to keep that going. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. So like my first couple boyfriends were nerds for lack of (laughs) lack of better words, you know? play games online like and that was it you know like i did nerd things with them so then uh i was done doing like the college thing and i was like i need time for myself you know so Mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna work and i'm just gonna like live my life and um well wait wait i'm getting i'm getting all tangled up here you know so (laughs) okay I was dating a guy at the time and he, but he was from New York. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he, uh, Kevin, we'll just say Kevin. That's a pretty generic man. It's a very generic man name. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) in minion. Also, his his last name was pretty fucking 
yeah brown it was very generic yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's also from the shittiest part of new york so yeah fulton yeah <laughs> it was i mean it hey it was pretty was it 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 was pretty all right it, well, more like more so Oswego <laughs> than Fulton. Fulton was kind of a fucking shit town, but uh, and don't even get me started on Syracuse. I yeah. fucking hated Syracuse, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so he moved to Minnesota, and um, I was working. I got him a job, like whatever. We were working, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I want to move out to New York," and I was like, "Okay, like." I don't really plan on going back to college right now, so sure, why not? Let's go. Let's give it a try. Moved out to New York. That did not go well. <laughs> and uh, eventually, I kind of got up the courage, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to be with you anymore, so like, I'm going to move back home, um, which you know was kind of big for me because like I like I had tried so hard to make it work. You know, I was working like three jobs at the time and like i was trying really hard to make things manageable for us and uh i got a real problem with people telling me it's my job as a woman to do something (laughs) so and he was one of those guys i was i was tired one night i didn't want to cook so i was like let's just go to mcdonald's and get something real quick and he's just like it's your job as a woman to have dinner ready for me and i was like excuse you like (laughs) is not my job as anything to do anything for you like if i want to have dinner ready for you i'll have dinner ready for you but so uh, yeah i got a i got a real problem when people are like yeah you have it's your job and i'm like no 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 it's not my job but uh so i moved back to minnesota my my mom actually flew out i literally went and picked her up from the airport and we started heading back to Minnesota immediately after she got off the plane. <laughs> like, and that was a shit show in and of itself. It was, uh, there was a lake effect snow. I was going to say, entire, I thought I remember it was winter time. Yeah. yeah, it was winter time. It was like February, Oof. maybe March or something. And so like lake effect sucks you know because as long as the wind's blowing over the lake it's snowing and so you're talking about like oh i'm gonna go lay down for a nap an hour later you got this much snow you know so it took us like three days to get back and it's like a 27 hour drive or something like that from new york and it took us three days to get back to wisconsin and uh so once i got back to minnesota i went back to my old job and that's where I met my uh, second boyfriend. There, there was some like there was a weird period in between where I was like living in Madison for like four or five months. Oh, and then I moved back to Minnesota with my mom. Went back to work at my old job, and that's where I met my second boyfriend or third. I can't remember. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. They kind of. They're all pieces of shit. So <laughs> they just blend into one giant they turd do, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when you start dating someone good and they're like, this guy's really good. And I'm like, well, it's pretty easy to improve on like <laughs> assholes, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, no, this uh Nate who I started dating in uh I don't remember the year, 2010 or something i don't know well anyways we went to a new year's party and uh so in between like high school i would like occasionally drink i didn't really smoke or anything um 
I didn't really have access to it. And I was a nerd that didn't really know where to go to find anything. So it was kind of like, whatever, I'll just, it's fine. (laughs) It's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, and we went to a new year's party and I, I knew he smoked weed and it's like, I would smoke with him every once in a while. Um, nothing crazy. We were at this new year's party and he's just like, Hey, like I can, I can get some meth. Do you want to try some meth? And I was like, like, Oh, that's a really hard drug, isn't it? And he's like, well, it's, it's not like it used to be. Cause like, apparently he was a big meth head back in the day and he had been sober for like a year. I didn't know that. I thought that he just kind of did it occasionally or something. But yeah. So I was like, well, I just, I'm like, I don't want this to be a thing, you know? And he's just like, yep, that's fine. Like, it's not going to be a thing. Turned into a thing. (laughs) So, you know, that's kind of how I started smoking meth was a New Year's party at uh, a friend's house or it was a coworker. She was a coworker. And, um, yeah, that was like a year. Yeah. So that might've, that must've been like 2009 that I started yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter what year, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was, the, what did, do you remember what that felt like or what that high was like? Pretty similar to Adderall, except, um, you're a lot more hyper-focused, I guess, okay. on certain things. So like if, like I would sit there and play like a phone game for hours, hours and hours and hours. I played a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't want to say like I enjoyed smoking meth cause like, let's be real. No one really enjoys doing drugs. It's like your, your brain is telling you that you enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it just, it was such an easy high, I guess. And like, I could oh. remember everything. Oh, interesting. So the, the, the worst part about it though, is like forcing yourself to do stuff. So like. So I've always kind of been like bigger, you know, like, and so when I was smoking meth, you kind of just forget to eat, you like, cause you don't really feel hunger. So like, you just don't really think about it. And I lost like 120 pounds in like a seven month, seven or eight month period. So I was like the skinniest I'd ever been in my, but I, so body image is like a big thing for me. Um, but like at that time, I still thought I was like the same size that mm-hmm. I was. So you had some dysmorphia. Wow. Yes. I, when, were you using meth like every day at that time or? So if I smoked, depending on the quality of the drug that you got, you would be up anywhere from like a day to like three days. So if I had like a decent quality meth, um, I would maybe smoke once like smoke once or twice in that given moment and then be good for like two days. I didn't smoke nearly as much as some of the other people that like I knew at the time. Um, because obviously if you start doing drugs, like people are going to start hanging out with you that do drugs as well. Uh, Um, which some of them were like, okay, some, like some of them were not bad people, but then there was other people that you're like, what the fuck am I getting into? <laughs> like yeah. there, there was definitely some moments where they were sketchy at best. <laughs> so, sure. um, 
I'm kind of going on tangents. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, do you mind if I ask a, a question? Sure. Did those people end up living with you? Like of those those people that would hang out? Because that's something that, that I heard a lot when I was in treatment was that when you start to hang out, at least in like meth circles, like a yeah. lot of them end up moving into it. Well, in mo- together. you know, because m- most of them are like homeless. So they kind of, oh, okay. they're like couch surfing. You know, they go from one couch to the next. They kind of like wear out their welcome. And in the meantime, they'll be like searching for another couch to crash on. Okay. So um, I did have a couple people that would live at my apartment. Um, again, some were not, some weren't that bad, but then there was other ones where like I had a guy making meth in my apartment at one point, which was like he did it once and then i was like please do never never fucking do it in my apartment again like i don't want to get busted for production of methamphetamines because of you you know so he's just like i won't do it ever again you know and i came home from work one day and he's fucking passed out with like a fucking needle right there and i'm like what the fuck is going on so he like i i tried to maintain that I wasn't doing anything for a very, like I tried very hard to like live a manageable life doing drugs on the side, you know, and I was still doing it because, you know, Nate wanted to do it. So it's kind of like, I don't, I don't agree with this, but <laughs> yeah. let's keep doing it. So, um, <clears throat> and he, he always, he he was a man whore like <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it yeah. but uh he he would always have like women coming over and he would say that they weren't doing anything with them and they're like right after we broke up he actually knocked up one of the women that he said he wasn't doing anything with oh she was like a little sister to me and i'm like i was like i didn't know you'd fuck your sister man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so looking back though he definitely would fuck his sister for sure. <laughs> Funny story. So the the day that I was uh, uh, that Corey and I closed on our house was actually the day he was getting released from prison for having a 17 year old. We'll just say 17 year old boy because it was someone that was transitioning uh, 17 okay. year old boy sniffing cocaine off his dick. And the kid took wow. the picture, took a picture of them doing it. And so he went to prison for that so wow (laughs) and i was like for me it was kind of like i'm glad that i made the choices that i made in my life after certain events in my life that yeah because i was like this is kind of like a solidifying factor for me that i made the right choice like moving into a house um living a really good life you know so but Back to the... Yeah, so he's bringing girls over, saying yeah. that he's not doing stuff with them. Yeah, um, and th- that that business kind of went on for... Hmm. It was a good while. Actually, my apartment got raided at one point uh, while I was at work. Um, there was a girl that was staying over at my apartment, and she apparently had a warrant out for her arrest, right? Someone that she knew knew she was staying at my place and told the cops that she was staying there. So then all of a sudden one day, like while I was at work, someone 
came knocking at the door. Um, Nate answered it, and they're like, is so-and-so here? Um, I don't remember her name. Um, I didn't really like her. I think it was like Cindy or something, whatever. Um, <laughs> and they're like, is is Cindy here? And uh, he was just like, he didn't want anything to happen, so he was like, yep, she's in the kitchen. I'll go get her. And he tried getting her out, and she was like, no, I'm not going with them. So... And they had a warrant to enter the premises. So, or no, they had a a, a body warrant only. So oh, wow. they came in and apparently there was like a bunch of drugs and shit all around. So they came in, arrested her, then confiscated like all of the drug paraphernalia. There was apparently some like money sitting on the counter. They confiscated that. Um, uh, f- fucking wrecked my apartment, like ransacked it, everything. My bed was flipped over, like never get raided. <laughs> never. I never, in, if anyone's listening to this and they're currently in any kind of use, stop. Cause getting raided is probably the worst fucking experience I ever had in my entire life. Like going back in and then just feeling like, your life literally got thrown up. Torn, yep, apart. torn apart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. and then no one, no one came to help me pick it up. You know, there was a lot of motherfuckers over there like doing drugs. And so it's like, is anyone going to come help me pick this up? And then they're like, Nope, I'm not going back there. And I'm like, I hate everybody, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was, there was some bad experiences. Like, even if I had a good experience at the time, the bad ones definitely outweighed anything good that ever happened. But, yeah. um, D- did you guys lose your apartment? No, I did not lose my apartment. Okay. So, um, basically the apartment came and talked to me and I was like, <clears throat> listen, I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. Like I was at work, you know? So <laughs> like I kind of, played the innocent card sure so they were like well if if anything like this happens again or if we find out that you're you like using illegal substances in this building like you are gonna get kicked out and i'm like okay like fair yeah yeah <laughs> so um but shortly after that um my work was actually closing down so um they were kind of like working out a like severance package for everybody. And um, in high, like I played the victim at the time because, you know, you don't really think your your drug habit is a problem. But like, sure, I clearly had some anger issues due to because like when you when you stay awake for long periods of time, it really affects like how you react to things. So like like a lot of a lot of methods that i know have like really short tempers when it comes to certain things so my back was hurting that day and they were like you gotta go work on this machine and i was like i don't want to work on it like my back hurts like you have this person hired specifically to work on that machine and they don't even know how to use it like why am i the one that's working on it and something went wrong and i was like tapping the screen with my knuckle and i must have hit it too hard and it broke and so then they were like oh well now we're gonna fire you like you knew that the company was closing and that we were selling all this equipment you you intentionally broke it is what they said 
And I was like, I didn't intentionally break shit. Like I told you I didn't want to. Yeah. And um so they they fired me, but they were like, We're still gonna let you collect unemployment. Like, even though you're getting fired, we'll approve your unemployment. There was a whole hot fucking mess that happened with that. Um but uh yeah it, it was a very shitty year. 2011 was like the the absolute worst fucking year of my life because yeah. I lost my job. I didn't have a way to pay for my rent. I kind of, I got fucked over from someone else because I was, they were like, can you borrow me like $800? And I was like, yes, but it's my rent money. So like, I need it back. And then he's like, yep, I'll have it to you by Friday. And I was like, okay. Friday came and went and I'm like, dude, I need to pay my fucking rent. And he like ignored me, ignored me, ignored me. And so then finally I was like, hey, I can't pay my rent. And they're like, all right, well, you're getting evicted. So I was like, fuck. (laughs) So I like hit up my mom and I was like, hey, mom, like getting evicted from my apartment. Can you help me out? (laughs) And it just so happened kind of at the same time that the coworker that I had first started smoking with um, told one of my sisters who told my mom that I had been using. And so my mom's like, yeah, you get your fucking shit together. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it kind of, so this is around the time that we like kind of linked back up. Cause we'd always kind of talked like I, we, we would sporadically like, yeah chit chat like i remember you talking to me like i know when you guys were having some troubles in the beginning like you were gonna you went out to new york you went out to new york uh oregon oregon that's what it was like i remember you and me meeting up at lake george oh yeah and we like talked like and you were telling me about what was going on oh wow i had completely forgotten about that yeah no i because that playground equipment had just been put up yeah they were like building that fountain wow yeah that's so weird yeah so like because like i vividly remember that and you were like you're like yep i'm gonna call it quits and i was like what (laughs) i'm like you can't do that and you're like i just need to figure out you looked at kim's myspace and you were like are you sure (laughs) yeah she's definitely in my top eight yeah (laughs) smoking (laughs) that was still that was still before all this though yeah that was was like 2008 well yeah so she was just but there was a time we ran into you at walmart when you were with that guy yeah i remember that because chris was like oh that doesn't. She looks different. You like you almost. You were like something's different. Yeah, yeah. and, and I you, was. He, using, he's like, I don't like that guy. Like right away, yeah. Chris is like, a, I don't like that shit. guy. Yeah, yeah. I no, but Chris, Nobody Chris right away them. was like, yeah. that's Anna. And something's not right. I don't like that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a uh, he was a dirty, dirty individual. Yeah. So. so that was probably in the midst of your. Yeah, using, that. Well, okay, so because that so, was before he got that lady pregnant. Because I remember yeah. you're like, this yeah. is my boyfriend, blah blah blah, and then yep. thereafter, then we find out about because he didn't even really want to like shake hands or anything. Like yeah. he was very dismissive, and 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think I even remember that because like after he's like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. And I was just like, yep. that's my brother. And he's, he's like, like yeah, you could tell he yeah. like you guys were hugging and you're doing like your friendly thing. And I and you could see in his eyes. It made yeah. him very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. No, it did. Well, like he's just like, I don't care. You can go suck his dick. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, dude, <laughs> ew, that's my brother. Like, what the fuck? And he's just like, I don't care. But yeah, he was having sex with his sisters. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, well, yeah in yeah. hindsight there was a, yeah. a lot of, of a lot of red flags yeah. that i should have so, really kind of picked up on so but. there there was uh like a week maybe two weeks where where we were like how do we get anna to move in with us oh i do remember that you know what i'm talking about i do remember so that. there was a there was a, a and i don't know if you remember that or not but like and i don't know if it was at the time when you got evicted but the because you guys were I in and out of the Super 8 motel that. by yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. And I I was trying to figure out like how to. And then while we were trying to figure that out, he made you take the fall for some stuff. Yeah. So, so he. Okay. So someone had hit him up and was like, hey, I'm looking. I'm looking for some shit, you know. I got a bachelor or a bachelor party that I'm going to. Um, can you, you know, what can you get me? And he's like, uh, you know, I only have access to weed. And so the guy's like, oh, I was hoping for harder stuff, like blah, 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 blah. So he's like, well, I can get you this much weed. Like, that's all I can do for you, man. And so he's like, okay. So he went and sold him like, God, I can't remember, like, a bag i don't even remember how much it was like it was a lot it was a lot of weed you know okay and so he went and sold that and then there was another time that the same guy hit us up and he was like hey you know i'm looking for some more you know if there's any other things that you can give me like give it you know like i'll buy it like whatever so the well and i should say the first time that we went and sold to this guy like we looked at him we're like it looks like a fucking cop like yeah. Cause just the way his glasses were like, just the way he looked, we're like, he looks like a fucking cop. But the way he had introduced himself was that he, he was like, Hey, I hit up so-and-so and they don't have anything. What can you give me? And we knew the person that he had hit up, had hit up. So, and I'm not going to say his name cause I know he's in recovery too. And he's had his sure sh- yep. same shit. But anyway, so, um, He's like, yeah, I hit up so-and-so and they don't have anything. So we didn't really think anything of it because we were like, well, it's not like they would send us a cop, you know, <laughs> like that's just, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. So, um, we didn't, we kind of ignored it. We did a second sale and then on the third sale, uh, after we like got the money, like fucking cop cars just like <laughs> fucking descended on us. And, uh, yeah, they arrested all of us. They took my car, um, and they were like, yeah, you were, were, they arrested us, but they didn't take us to jail. So they pretty much were like, so they discharged you. Yeah. They just okay. discharged us right at like in the fucking parking lot. And we're like, I would almost rather go to fucking jail. Cause it was kind of a slap in the face to have like, yeah like there was like five or six cop cars like around us and we were all handcuffed and i was like bawling you know because i had never really been in trouble in yeah. trouble before 
um i mean when i when i was using i i did some dumb shit um i was with someone that was trying to steal a bunch of shit i almost got in trouble for that um for like uh i think she actually got um a felony theft because she had so, so much shit on her that she was trying to steal like wow. it was like five thousand dollars worth of merchandise that she was trying to steal but i digress um so uh i kind of took one of the sales because the second sale that happened i was pretty much the one that went and like brought it to the person okay so they were trying to still pin it on nate and i was like well i was the one that did the sale like i didn't want to do it and i even was like when i when i was messaging the guy i was like listen like this isn't my thing like (laughs) I was like, I'm not a drug dealer. Please never fucking hit me up again. Like, don't message me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the third one when that happened and they arrested us and then they released us. Um, yeah, that was, it was a shit show. That was, cause that was in between. Oh man, I'm trying to think. So what I remember of is the way that it was. The, so that, that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, um, at least at the time of, that I'm thinking of, you had told me that, um, these cops were now they had focused their attention on you and they were trying to get you to help them get oh, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, they were trying to help, they wanted me to help them get up like anybody really. Oh, wow. They wanted me to, they, cause they were like, you can have your car back if you come and talk to us and so i was like yeah i'll come talk to you like (laughs) sure and then they were like who do you know and i was like well i mean i know a couple people that sell weed and they're like no we want harder harder drugs like they were trying to get me to become a confidential informant so like someone that like they wanted me to do sales for them or like oh wow yeah like buy merchandise from someone else and i was like i'm not gonna die to get my fucking car back i actually wound up digging getting that car back because my lawyer that i was talking to they were like did the cops ever promise you anything and i was like well the cops said if i went and talked to them they gave me my car back i was like i went and talked to them told them i didn't know anything and they wouldn't give me my car back so i wound up getting my car back because of the way they worded it yeah oh, okay but um yeah it was that I for no I don't I want to say I forgot about it but that was kind of a yeah so that was my that was my rock so bottom. did you get on probation then so or? I got so they they gave me a felony charge but they said as long as I completed probation uh, which was like a two year period I did I did wind up going to jail too um, but they said that if I did this probation for two years uh, it would drop to a misdemeanor oh. so. I did probation, had no fuck, had no problem with it because I, I was already kind of working on becoming sober at that point, anyways. So, because like I was living with my mom, and that relationship with that guy dissipated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we pretty much went our separate ways, relatively. I mean, there was a lot of. Yeah. Back and forth, like intermingling. Like I was trying to get away from him, but like he kept kind of like roping me into like yeah. certain things and was, was like, he like do you think he was like the first guy you were in love with looking back it's like 
Man, girl, you you was in lust. He was not in love. Mm, like yeah. I just I thought he was attractive and like that was about it. Yeah. So um there yeah, there wasn't any love there. You know, even yeah. if yeah. I did feel like I loved him, it it was not reciprocated, reciprocated. in, in yeah. any way, shape, or form. So um it was hard to break away from him and like I cried a lot, like a lot, a lot over that man at the time. There was reasons that I thought that I loved him, but you know, it's again, it was kind of like I tried so hard to make it work, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like I didn't really have a whole lot of relationships. Like, I think that was like my second or third boyfriend, so it's not, I don't know. It, I, I tried, I did try really, 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 really hard, yeah. but yeah, mm. I mean, so you lived with mom, you were sober then, yeah. Uh, I was living with my mom and then she got, she was having issues. She kept having to call the ambulance cause she was like, like getting short of breath and like, um, losing, like losing her balance and stuff. And it's, that's another thing that like, I uh, want to get into not, not excessively. I, yeah, that's okay. I hate, I, I like the medical industry, but I hate the medical industry and yeah. I have a lot it's of a business. Anna, yeah. Well, especially for specific <laughs> specific hospitals it's kind of a i don't know and yeah. i feel like as someone like if someone's bigger you're if you have a problem they kind of push it off as you're fat lose weight and then you'll be fine because that's before my mom uh before they had to medically induce her into a coma like she had literally seen her diabetic doctor like not even eight hours prior and she was just like i need a nebulizer like i'm having difficulty breathing and then her doctor was like well it's just because you're fat you need to lose weight and then you'll be fine and like sent her home and like eight hours later she was short of breath again called the ambulance um and when they got there she was not like responsive and they didn't know because I think they said it was like a seven or eight min, minute window from when she called to when they got there. Yeah. So they don't really know how long she was out. But yeah, she they resuscitated her and she was having seizures. And so they medically induced a coma. And then like a week later, we had to pull the plug on my mom. And it was and like I remember you guys coming and you were there and I like 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 it made me so happy that like you showed up and like i had only met you like really a couple, a couple times yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was kind of like thank you so much for being there you know yeah. it, it was hard and like it's still hard to this day thinking back on it but um and that's kind of while i was living with my mom i gotta kind of step back a little bit too while i was living with my mom um so living with a parent while you're trying to become sober it's hard because like my mom didn't trust me at all yeah. like i because i was trying to go back to school at the time and so i would leave to go to class and then i'd come home and she's like so what'd you do today and i'm like well i went to class and then i came home is that all you did yeah well, I think you're doing drugs again. And I'm like, <laughs> do you want me to pee in a cup for you? I'll pee in a cup for you. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that was the hard part about it. Cause like, I always felt like she didn't really trust me, which I don't blame her. Like, I think lie. it's hard though, when you're not feeling trust too, then you're like, well, I might as well just be using. Right. And yeah. that's kind of, 
And I, I and I was still talking to Nate too. Okay. So I think that was also another I was gonna part say of the that, person. That, yeah. That's I remember that the most mm-hmm. is like it was not like when when I would talk to Amanda, like it was not it never seemed like it was your thing. It was it was we 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 would talk about how do we get and this is what like breaks my heart. Like you were the first person that I I'd heard of people doing this, but I had never experienced it myself, which is when people would say like, you know, you've got a, you've got a family now. You, you gotta, sometimes you gotta cut ties. And I was like, fuck that. No, you never, you never have to do that. Yeah. (laughs) And Nate was so scary that I, I remember like, like driving you to that motel and writing that dude a check and that dude having to stand in the parking lot because he didn't so he didn't trust nate so much that anybody associated with him like he stood over my shoulder watched me write the check and then took the check and like like having that feeling of being like what the because landon was (laughs) oh man he must like a year yeah he was just a super tiny yeah um and like like that having that be my first experience of like, I don't know what's going to happen to Anna Mm -hmm. and I hate the feeling of like, but I can't risk having that dude come into my house. Right. And who fucking knows what'll happen. And you know, if, if someone would have cut me out of their life while I was with him, honestly, like looking back, I wouldn't have blamed anyone forever. I mean, I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't. I mean, I know there was some time that we kind of didn't but talk, I mean, but the, like the, to the extent that I, I did, like for, for me, like I did my version of cutting, yeah. <laughs> of cutting ties. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause I, I always, you know, wanted to have the people that I loved in, in my life, right, like, right. and at any given time to have them like right there so that I can, you know, interact with them right and so uh, to yeah to my to the way that that i cut ties with people is is what happened i'm glad i didn't feel like anything because that's but like i i drift i i drifted away from a lot of people so for me it was just kind of like uh well that's just my my shitty side of a friendship like uh, like sometimes i don't feel like i'm the greatest friend because i don't always like check in on people i just i don't i don't think about it so yeah I mean, not that I, I guess I never really felt like you were like, fuck you, Anna, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I, I mean. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess. You could have been like, block, bye, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It was more just because like we, we'd mentioned before, like how we were trying to figure out how to have you move in with us and, and then in effect being like, we we can't. can't. Yeah, because you couldn't, you wouldn't know if I would have been going back to him yeah. or, you know, trying to in, in, invite him over, yeah. which would be because I remember was it, <laughs> um, it was was it just before the funeral that we found out that he had gotten that that lady pregnant or went, um, because I remember like you, I think at that point she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I think I I. I had already known that that chick was pregnant. Yeah, and I remember even then he was trying to like take advantage of the of, like how vulnerable you were in mm-hmm. that state. And I remember 
you telling me like, like you like you guys had teamed up and you were talking all yeah. kinds of mad shit about that lady and and he had yeah. like made it seem like you guys were like a team again and and I remember that yeah. feeling was no, fucking horrible. Yeah, he. Uh, I definitely did get. Not necessarily played, but like I definitely he did take advantage yeah. of me. But that like I, I've seen him do it to other people. Like um so like after after my mom died, some some words and I already told you about it. I don't really need to get into it in the podcast because yeah. I don't really want to like make people think poorly on my family but like yeah. i didn't talk to my family for three years and i was pretty much with nate that entire three year like uh off and on not like romantically with him but i was like with him you know yeah and uh i he was still using but like i wasn't i i think i tried once when after my mom passed away and i like broke down crying because i felt like shit like I felt like I wasn't really living my best life and that I was like how would my mom feel like if she knew like if she was still alive at this moment how would she feel if she knew that I relapsed because of something that she did or like something that happened to her or something like I don't know I just it was such a like heart-wrenching feeling that i was like i don't ever want to feel that again like so i was like i can't so we haven't really talked much i mean there's so much that you know there's a a wealth of like experience that mm -hmm. i i want to know more about but i do want to focus on so how did how did you get sober um i i quit cold turkey really Mm -hmm. yeah i you know, I, I hadn't used it as long as some people. I felt like, I feel like if I maybe had used a longer duration of time, it might have been harder. And I I don't have, in some aspects of my life, that addictive of a person at, like, I, I have a hard time getting addicted to things other than sweets. Like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat kid. <laughs> I like I like cake. <laughs> well, I like cake and ice cream. <laughs> your your situation reminds me of Kim in the sense that like, you know, I I would convince Kim to drink way more than she would bring up the idea of drinking. Yeah. And the times in which she did bring up the idea of drinking, it was more to appease my what we now know is a addiction. Your want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, do you think that that kind of feels like where you would ended up whereas this was what he does and now it's what yeah. we do. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I felt like that was, I, I tried to make it like the thing that held us together. Okay. You know? So, you know, when I was sober and he, like he was still using, like he was, he'd be gone for like hours and hours and hours. Like there, we were homeless for a while. Uh, I think I was like homeless for like six months or something. And then, uh, finally I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, so I was, I was doing some pretty shady shit. I was like going into a store. I would take something off the, uh, like the shelf and I'd go up to the return counter and I'd return it. And so then, but they'd be like, Oh, well, we can only give you an in-store credit. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. So then I would turn around and take that in-store credit to buy like a prepaid visa card. Mm. And so like, that's how I was paying for like hotel rooms and stuff was like 
stealing. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. It was, it yeah. was stealing. Yeah. So, um, and I, I was finally like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like, I need to get a job and I need to be doing something <laughs> like, cause I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm going to get caught and then I'm gonna have to go to prison again. And I don't want to do that. So finally, um, he messaged his grandma. Um, cause I was like, I can't go to my family. And he messaged his grandma and we moved in with her and his Nana was, you know, a godsend. You know, she was she was a very spiritual person. I'm not super religious. Um, but, you know, she would always be like, oh, honey, I'm praying for you. Like, just a very sweet person. Yeah. So, um, if there was one thing that Nate did for me in my life that was good, it was introducing me to his Nana. Oh, like, wow. even after Nate and I broke up, like, she would take me out to Perkins to, like, eat and like catch up and like see how mm. i was doing wow, that's so really awesome. and uh yeah she passed away uh earlier this year so that was oh, that fuck. was kind of that was sad and you know I, I wanted to go to the funeral but i was like oh, i want to see nate <laughs> like not <laughs> yeah not at all <laughs> yeah so um but you know living with her and like she she helped me stay sober too because like i would just sit in the living room with her and like watch tv and like kind of chit chat and like she'd ask me about my mom and like i'd tell her about my mom and so and like nate would go off and do whatever and um he'd actually wound up um finding some other chick some like 18 year old and he like started going off with her and I was like, I'm done. Like I need to, I need to get the, get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. I just need to, I, I knew at that point I needed to just cut ties with him cause I had been trying so hard to help him stay sober. Um, cause he was going through, um, I don't know if you're familiar with drug court. Mm-mm. So basically if you're, if y- you offend um, and it's drug related, they give you an opportunity to basically not go to prison um, and stay sober. So it's very strict. Like he was going to testing like every other day. Like he'd have to go pee in a cup like every other day. Wow. Um, to make sure he was sober. And uh, if you can complete drug court, they drop down your charges. So instead of having a felony, it'll drop to like a misdemeanor. And, um, yeah, I was trying so hard to get him through that. Cause there was so many people that when we got in there had already been in it for like two years and it's like a year long oh, wow. program. So if, if you don't fuck up and you do it, you can get it done in a year, like a year and you're done. No more probation, no more anything. You know, you don't have to go to prison <laughs> bonus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I was like, let's do this. Cause it was either that or like sending him off to some like boot camp thing. And it was yeah. like, he was like, nope, I'm going to do drug court. And I'm like, all right, well you got to be sober. <laughs> so he was sober for the year. And pretty much after the year was done, he split from me and I split from him and he went off with some chick and he went down a fucking crazy ass path and wound up in prison anyways. And now I'm living in Sock Rapids <laughs> in a house with 
a fuck ton of dogs in my house. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I that's okay. Maybe I'm addicted to husky. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, I. I I don't think people give enough credit to being addicted to the feeling of like doing good for somebody else. Yeah. Because that feeling, I mean, and that's like for me, like that whole codependency thing, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't always mean that you're romantically involved with somebody like the, and we actually heard a lot about that. Um, people being addicted to saving other people. No, oh, yeah. And like the sacrifice, like not, I don't want to say, I don't know how else to say it other than that, like they get off on right. the, the right. saving. I'm saving somebody. Yep. What a great person am I for yeah. what I'm willing to give up in order to, to save this person. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is just as like, it can it, have such a grip on you yeah and so that's that's fucking hard to to get through too so like right it's more than just like i don't know people brush that off way too mm-hmm. quickly and and don't give credit to how hard it is to to kick that type of a relationship right. so like i mean do you like it's do almost you, like you guys got we, we've heard a lot about like trauma bonding. It's like you oh, almost yeah. together, you guys yeah. are trauma bonded with all the sh- shenanigans right. and shit you went through. Yeah. Okay, dad. Sorry. <laughs> but like all those experiences, you didn't have that with anyone else. So right. you, you almost were like bonded. And then you went through a right. traumatic thing with your mom passing. So mm-hmm. it's like that continued on. And yeah. You cutting know, off of family, you know, that's a lot. It, it, you know, and it was a lot. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I tried so hard to make it work because I was like, he's the only person that understands me. You know, and yeah. he'd say that yeah. shit to me, too. He's like, you're the only person that gets me. And I'm like, oh, I'm special. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I was something yeah. special. Like, oh, he doesn't get this close to any other female. So, like, maybe I'm the one. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, oh, realizing now I'm like, oh, that's just the line he feeds to whoever yeah. he's in hindsight yeah. now yeah you're he, like whoever he's leeching off at that moment you yeah. know that's yeah. what he's well to i mean people, so. even even if they did mean it right because yeah even if people, you meant it at the moment even even if you mean it then your addiction turns you into this person who's going to you know your your brain just because once drugs become survival you then start to do so however it manifests right if if surviving so that you can use means i need to keep somebody close to me that has a good moral compass Mm -hmm. then that's what i'm going to do so however however i need to speak so that they stay in my life right and even in those moments where they like come up for air and they're like holy shit you actually are like the only person that is willing to put up with me and I, I don't understand why you're willing to do that. Right. And when you see those moments of like levity, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my God, th- yeah. this is why I've been hanging around is because of moments like this. Yeah. You're like, Oh, you know, you feel it gives you some kind of warmth, you yeah. know, through all the like cold shitty shit that happens, yeah. you know, it, it's yeah. like a, like a blanket, you know, yeah. and yeah. hold on to that little rag of hope that maybe something something good will come of this but so let's talk you talked about now you live in sock rapids let's talk about like the moment you left and then now yeah so after after i actually like left that relationship i was i was single for i don't know like a year or two um 
then I uh, had found someone and kind of, or well, I had my own apartment and he was like, Hey, you know, I ha- I have, I'm renting a house in uh, St. Cloud. Like we could maybe move into move in with each other. Um, and that was good. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say good. There was, <laughs> there was, that was another kind of crappy relationship. It, it seemed great in the beginning. Like he was working hard, like, like 16 hours a day. Um, as opposed to the last pers- person you were with, you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. This person's yeah, great. He so, works. Yeah. It looked, it looked awesome. Cause I was like, Oh, he works. You know, he does like construction. Like he was helping someone flip houses in the cities. And I'm like, Oh, so he makes decent money. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like awesome. I was like, yeah, let's move in with each other. And that was going good. And then, um, we talked about looking at getting a house together and, uh, we actually got a house in Becker and oh that was the okay yep yeah he uh don't even don't i don't i don't need to get too far into detail he's he is a horrible person so like he will we'll bleep out his name and we'll just call him gary from here on out sure gary that's a good name so so uh gary was not a he he was a veteran uh and that's in the loosest terms of it he got injured at the very he had graduated from basic training and he was doing some like extended training and then he got hurt and so he had a really like fucked up back so he was getting disability from the va cool and he's just like you know i you know i can't really work and i'm like or, well, you know, you were working when I met you, but like, hey, like I make enough money and with your disability, like we'll make do like we'll be able to pay for all the bills. Not a big deal. Well, he, he would sit at home and just play video games all day. So like I'd come home and there'd be like dishes everywhere or like the dogs would have gone to the bathroom in the dining room and he, he like wouldn't pick it up. And I'd be like, how long has that pile of shit been there? And he's like, oh, it must have just happened. And mm-hmm. I'm like okay this happened a lot wow yeah he was um he had his own mental issues that he wasn't really willing to work on um and his family tried a couple times because like he had really bad depression and uh like we 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 tried i tried and then i was like you know what i tried fixing someone before i don't want to fix you i don't want to fix you like i'm not i'm not here to be your mother I'm not here to tell you because I'd be like, hey, you know, today while I'm at work, could you do the dishes? You don't have to be such a fucking bitch about it. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even being that mean. Like, I could be mean. Like, if you want to see me be mean, yeah, it could get scary. <laughs> but uh, so it was just it was another unhealthy relationship. So um, we split up, but I didn't really have anywhere to go. Um, and I actually debated on like moving in with one of my sisters because I actually at this point I was talking to my family um, and I had told my family um, I'm like quit trying to fix me there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with me like I had an experience and it was it is what it is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you want to know about things that happened ask me but don't tell me how to live my life yeah sure yep, yep. So, especially if you put that in the past and you've overcome yeah. it yeah now that that's my past this is who i am now yep. i don't need to 
fix anything i'm at a, i'm yeah. in a comfortable place i feel like i'm in a good place and now. that's that's pretty much where i was i yeah. was like i love you but if you bring this up and you make it seem like there's something wrong with me like i will cut you off again yeah so my my family pretty much understood at that point no one even to this day really hasn't brought it up i mean like every now and then we'll maybe mention something about it but we kind of made it work i mean it was awkward um uh, I mean, living with your ex in a house. I mean, it was big enough. So like I was yeah. upstairs and he was downstairs. So oh, that's super interesting though. So, and I don't mean to, I'm the only reason I said is there seems to be like a pattern of that, mm-hmm. of like, even though you, you end up in these situations where there is commitment. Mm-hmm. And so you create this understanding of, like coexisting or cohabiting yeah like i don't know if if you've ever thought of that like and looking Mm, back on things but (laughs) but i mean mean, when you think about new york and then you think about nate and then i mean yeah i did i i mean i i still do let's be real so like i okay so the guy I'm dating, uh-huh. he has a son. And you're dating his son. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad it's on my chest. <laughs> no. Oh god. oh god, no. That's gross. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Gross. That was bad. I don't know why I said that. How that was, dare you? That Wrong really podcast, I'm not, Chris. I'm not surprised you said that. It's true. Let's be real. It's surprising but not surprising. Yeah. I'm normally pretty I have my shit together when we record this show. <laughs> no, he, uh, so he, his ex-wife, she actually, when she's not in Canada, stays with us. Oh. So it's, um, and we're actually, we're actually friends. So like, uh, like I've gotten to know her and like we talk and like I help her. I actually encouraged her to go to therapy too, to like work on some of her issues as well. And so like she kind of taught she uh, i mean we're 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 pretty good friends so we kind of like what is that cohabit we're, yeah. we're like co-parent uh, co-parenting i guess yeah yeah well, yeah yeah, yeah. co co yeah cohabit cohabitating yeah, yeah, we, yeah whatever yeah so i mean a lot of people are like oh that's weird and i'm like it, it works you know like i'm jealous of that mm-hmm. cuz i can't imagine i'm cuz i'm such a jealous person too yeah. like you being able to have have this woman come in and and live with you guys from time to time like i it's a it's a flaw of mine to where i i would never be able to to do that yeah and i think well i think that's the way for a lot of people you know a lot of because like i'll say something at work and then people will be like oh she's still living with you and i was just like yeah and they'll be like that's just weird and i'm like it's only weird if you make it weird yeah like (laughs) i think i've watched a lot of tv shows where like it, honestly, that didn't sound weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because I couldn't, I could never imagine taking the mother away from the child. Like, yeah. I don't want to be a replacement. And like, I've told Corey, I'm like, I don't want to be a replacement. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I want to be nurturing and motherly to him. I go, but I would never in a million years be like, he has to call me mom yeah. and not yeah. her. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, it doesn't seem... Growing up from a single parent 
household. Like my mom never said anything bad about my dad until I was an adult. Like after I had broken up with Nate and like, well, no, the first time when he broke up with me and I was like devastated. And I asked my mom, I was like, what exactly happened between you and dad? And she finally told me, she's just like, well, your dad started dating someone at his work, the receptionist. And he just came home one day and was like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And like, just left. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, there was some ugly words. Sure. Thrown between them. And like, my dad tried taking like everything. (laughs) What do you think you got from your mom that you appreciate that like has helped you. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Um, so my mom was always a very understanding person. And I feel like that's kind of what I got from her was so like my mom never really said anything bad about my dad, like growing up, even though he was a piece of shit, like he was a very horrible person. And like, yeah, I, I feel like I kind of got that from my mom that I can be, amicable in a situation even though i'm not necessarily like comfortable with that person like i'm still i'm like i'm willing to put aside my hatred for a person at work there's some people that i don't agree with that i don't i don't care for because i know they don't care for me and like they tried to get me fired didn't work (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) but uh no i like there was some times that and i don't I don't like the person, but like when I'm at work, I'm at work. Like I, I can, I can push my feelings of animosity aside for a person just to make something work. And like, I kind of got that from my mom and it's a double-edged sword. Cause like, if you yeah. piss me off, you piss me off. You know, <laughs> yeah. I remember distinctly my mom telling someone you hurt her feelings again. I'm going to chop down a tree, nail your nuts to that stump and push you over. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's great. It, it's a great line, yeah, isn't it? I love it. I, I've used it before. <laughs> I've stolen it. <laughs> I use it, but um, yeah, no, like, my, I, I, I think that's one thing that I really appreciate that I got from my mom. You know, and you know my jovial nature, I guess. You know, <laughs> oh, great, great use of jovial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you gotta. Bring in those oldie words yeah, that nobody uses guns. anymore. Yeah, the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, you know, for people who, um, not just in addiction as far as substance goes, but as far as like these relationships that can feel like you're tethered to that you don't need to be tethered to, mm-hmm. what, what's, what kind of advice would you, would you Man. tell young Anna? <laughs> Listen, bitch. (laughs) When people tell you he's bad news, he's bad news. (laughs) Like, no, basically it's, you know, listen to your instincts. Cause like all through the relationship, I, like I had red flags and there was times where I was just like, get out, you know, but listen to people's advice. Really? Like that's the biggest thing is don't, don't take it so personal when people are like, he's bad news. Cause I would get so offended, like, oh, I made a shitty choice. Like, thanks. Oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't take it personal that someone is giving constructive criticism yeah. for your choices in life. And I know, 
I know, especially when I was using and trying to get sober, like I would get kind of offended when people would be like, I can't believe you fucking did that. And it's just like, well, it's not your life. So you don't really get to be a, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But hurt about it. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's taking, taking other people's advice and criticisms to heart at least even if you can't at that moment at least try to remember the words and like grow grow from it really or and even if you are in a horrible situation um don't let it drag you down like don't let the weight of it hold you down because yes it sucks but things get better you know and i think that's kind of what helped me through all of it is I didn't hold on to the shitty stuff that happened and say like, Oh, poor me, you know? Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking for sympathy, but you also can't make it part of your identity, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like some people do that and that's, well, the tough thing about like when, when you're in rough situations and you have family coming and being blunt with you, um, it's the same way that like a parent is like, it sounds aggressive, but really all, they just want you to be included again. Right. And yeah. so when they're talking to you in this certain way, it's, the, it's really their frustration that we want the, the Anna that we love back yeah, or yeah. we want the Chris that we love back. Yep. We're just, so they're not really upset at you they're upset yeah. with the situation exactly yeah i mean in in the moment you f- you feel like like you're the bad guy yeah. and that's not what that's not really yeah. what people everything are trying to is say. a slight against your character yeah every single thing yeah. that comes your way for you sure. think yeah you think it's your character but it's really the actions of what you're doing right which it's hard I, to it's hard to separate yeah and i retrospectively like i get it you know at the moment it's like that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. What about what has helped you, do you think, stay sober? Um, the memory of my mom, really. Like, I, I just, I, I don't want, uh, how do I want to word this? I guess, like, I don't want to, uh, like. Sully. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to be looking down on me and be like, like, I raised you better than this. Or, uh-huh. you know, I don't want her, uh whatever in the next life you know beating the crap because because i made some stupid choices you know i i just i try to live my best life yeah um i i don't know i mean really i i just don't want to fall down because i was i had some horrible things happen to me very dark yeah i just don't yeah i don't want i don't want that to happen to me ever 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 again and that's really kind of what like i i hit my low and i I hit it hard and i hit it fast so but um, you you learn from something from it yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. you know and i guess the one thing that i should be thankful for is that i didn't really have anyone be like you have to be sober. Like I was the one that made that choice in the beginning. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. like I kind of hit my rock bottom. Like everything was kind of happening at once. And like, I was like, I need to sober up. Like I can't live this life anymore. And like, I reached out to my mom and she's like, I fucking heard you doing <laughs> meth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but not anymore. Like, can I come live with you? I'm going to be sober. I swear. <laughs> like, so you know, 
And that's the number one thing that I notice, like even with drug court and like some of the other experience, like I've, I've met people that have went into rehab like five times. Yeah. And we talk about, I feel like we talk about this every week is with addiction too. You have to want to be sober for yep. it to work. Yeah. You yeah. can't uh, like, I know people that like, like their kids struggles with um, addiction or, you know, their significant other or something else. Like they know someone in their life that has to go to rehab and they're like, well, I'm forcing them. And I'm like, you can't do that. Like, and I'm like, they're, they're not going to get anything out of right. it. They're exactly. not going to be open to it. And yep. then it, specifically like someone I know kind of enables and I'm like, you can't enable that person to keep using. You're not helping the situation. Be like, if, if you want to use drugs, you're going to have to figure it out. I'm not giving you money. And if, but if you need help becoming sober and if you've made that choice, I will be here for you. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's my personal take on it from what I've seen. If you, the old well, saying, like that if, guy that you were with, he was sober for that year and immediately, m- immediately went back yeah, to it. Yeah. To it's it, like yeah. that old saying though, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You yeah. know, yeah. it's the that's same thing good, with, that's a perfect phrase for it. Yeah. yeah. You, you can, you can put an addict in rehab, but <laughs> there's yeah. a will, there's a way they're going to f- find a way they, if they don't want to be clean, they won't be clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's every day you have to, you have to want it. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm thankful that I never really had an issue with sobriety. Um, but, and I know a lot of people struggle with it, but I'll talk to anyone about my, about my struggle. Most people are like, what (laughs) you did? What? (laughs) Well, I think, well, when you said it too, I was like, what really you? Yeah. And some of the people that like I've seen as patients, you're like, you just don't anybody. Yeah. It can be anybody. It's not, it could be, it really could be. And it's just, yeah. Well, I I think you have a lot to offer because obviously you were able to overcome meth is incredibly hard to quit doing. Yeah. Relapse rates for meth is so high. high. Yeah. Um, but I think with that, I, I, obviously you're not, you don't have the codependent issues that I have, but (laughs) as far as like those tumultuous relationships, you have a lot to offer people. Yeah. So I, I, I think we definitely are going to have to have you back on and Mm -hmm. I think dive more into, to that side of things because there's, yeah, there's sure. there's so much of that that lends to relapse, like for yeah. people who are addicts and, and who have gone through that shit, um, or people who, who is it's an excuse to use in general. Mm-hmm. Like you might, somebody who might not have been smoking meth before, like can definitely fall into those patterns. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean. We've been recording for four hours now, so we have to end today's session at for least. Real? You're a liar. You're a liar. I was liar. like, what? Have it's you not he- even dark out yet. Have you heard how we how we end the show? Uh, I always forget it, too. I, I always forget it. Don't you just like, yeah, yeah that's it or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's the it's the ending to to like the NA a- or AA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never been to an NA or AA. Really? No, I she cold turkey. Cold. No, I know, but like most cold turkey people have at least gone to a couple of meetings. No, I've never. Interesting. Have, I've never been to one. I, uh, I've. I hate to cut you off. I always have to throw this disclaimer up. Just because you hear a good example like Anna, who yeah. was able to kick this stuff, that this, that is this is not advocating for 
dismissing any meetings or any type of oh, treatment no, or no, anything no, like God, that. No. Some people even talking about their previous use get like kind of triggered and that itch yeah, to use yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it, it was kind of like that for a while because I'd be like, oh, I remember that time I did a hot rail and I'd be like, that was fun. <laughs> and then, you know, you kind of at the back of your head, you're just kind of like, oh, that would that would be fun to do that again. And but, then you almost have to. OK, but remember all the bad shit? Yeah. My apartment got raided. You almost yeah. have to try and remember. You have to go through yeah. the, yep. the yep. list yep. of things that happened. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, a hot rail sounds fun. But like the other stuff, <laughs> the the avalanche of things that will happen afterwards is yeah. not fun. So like the the cons definitely outweigh the pros. Yeah. And, and we're always here. Um, you can email us. Otherwise, AA or We Agnostics simple recovery there's all all kinds of, of avenues i mean it's 2020 yeah get smart on the goddamn google meant, search i think you meant smart recovery what did i say simple I oh think. yeah you're right yeah i did mean to say smart recovery Sorry. it's a i have a simple mind so it... <laughs> but you're also smart <laughs> no thanks oh uh well anna thank you for for being here and, yeah, and uh, telling your story and yeah. being open and yeah we love and appreciate you very much i love appreciate you guys um okay and with that we will pass <laughs>